0: Welcome to Fempreneur Secrets Where Business Secrets Are Revealed. Today we have with us the founder of Benchlab, Wan Muro. So Benchlab is a skills sharing platform uh, that is based in Brunei, and I think it's a very unique structure that we would like to discuss today. That's why we have my dear friend here, one will be talking about this. So thank you for coming on issue one. Thank you for having me. It's a big honor. Tell me a little bit more about Bench Lab and why you started this. Bench Lab started out of my frustration with regards to the way we spend our weekends in Brunei, especially. It has a unique ecosystem, but for us locals, there's very limited things we can do on weekends, aka attending someone's wedding, there's family function, watch movies. So, not really something that I want to envision myself spending the rest of my weekend. Just ask myself what was different from then. Back when I was in college and grad school in the US for six years, and the difference between that and when I am in Brunei. So, the biggest difference is that options for me to actually meet new people who are as interested as I am in certain things or topics in life. I saw a lot of opportunities to do so by attending workshops and not boring symposium types, but more more of creative skills. I decided that maybe I should explore my creative side. Uh, so I, I went into fashion design Workshops and whatnot. So I started off with like shoe designing workshop for 13 weekends. It was fun. It was it was a lot of commitment. But it was good because in a way, I, I would be looking forward to my weekend. Learning the next step in making my own pair of stiletto heels. What I love the most about that kind of workshop is that it's the... Magic, the chemistry that happens between instructor and students and amongst the students themselves. And that's, that's what I want, I wish to emulate in Brunei. And, I, and I'm sure there are a lot of places out there, not just Brunei, who, are, who don't have this kind of skill-sharing platform where you get to also meet people and share your skills. There are a lot of talented people actually, a lot of them, um, a lot of creatives. But there's not necessarily any one single platform where you can actually look for the right creative. And just say, hey, can you teach me this? People who actually organize workshops are doing it. were doing it independently back then. They have different difficulties. Some of them were facing um, marketing problem because they're good at teaching and what they are really good at, but they don't really know how to reach out to the right people. Or they just don't have time. They're like full-timers working for maybe the government or private companies. On weekends, they want to teach, but they just can't handle the administration behind it. So I saw this as... an opportunity. Okay, one is because I was bored, second is like there is a need for it, both from the instructor and student's perspective. I tend to call them the curious, people who want to learn, and the skilled, people who want to teach. So I saw problems for both of these groups. Coming from no zero business background, I decided to sign myself up for this bootcamp where I got to meet other people who are actually quite established in Brunei. It was quite intimidating at first, to be honest. Am I going to even make it through? I was competing with like about 20 other startups. I don't even know where to categorize BenchLab as. You know, that time it was just like a somewhat vague idea and a concept that Brunians could not accept. It was a steep learning curve. I I have a full-time job and at night every evening i would be dedicating myself to either working on my own or actually attending classes with them we have homeworks, assignments it, 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 it. things were really going by so fast at some point it was it was really hard for me to like just move on like i mean just carry on and just fight till the end yeah. <laughs> i got mentored we were lucky enough to meet people mostly from indonesia people from Gojeg and some of the big big names from Indonesia. That was a great opportunity. It got me thinking about Benchlab more than just a place for people to just learn new things. We made it to the top three. Benchlab isn't totally unique. Seeing people who are doing similar things, trying to fulfill the same objective, Mm -hmm. resolve the same issues, but at the same time, they're different. And probably have started much, much earlier than us in Brunei. I get to learn a lot of things that I didn't see. I wasn't sure. It was just the three of us working every weekend trying to host workshops after workshops after workshops. Trying to look for talent after talent after talent, so we just went on. We were like, "Is this gonna work out?" And uh, he just said, "Just start. There's no perfect timing." So we just went on with with it, and Alhamdulillah, our first several classes were mostly full class. So we knew that it's that it's there. It's been accepted by a certain number of people, but we want more. We want the other 90% or 80% of people in Brunei to understand what this is about. Mm -hmm. Since then, we have grown so much. I learned to see that there are more opportunities, especially in terms of community empowerment. Mm -hmm. We want BenchLab to not only become a skill-sharing platform, but also to be be really involved, um, to be taking part in community empowerment as well. Mm So I think this is a very noble cause that you have, like supporting um, underprivileged, uh, marginalised communities and helping them to get ahead in life. Because at the end of the day, how people are stuck in poverty is actually because it's a cycle. And if you are not able to break that cycle, you stay there. So let's talk about the landscape in Brunei. How Mm. is the landscape in Brunei um, like that pretty much inspired you to match the skilled ones with the ones seeking knowledge? The rate of un- unemployment is really high. And this is becoming more true in um, the, the past few years. Lah. People coming from like background, bachelor, bachelor's degree, master's. Everyone's struggling to be employed, to get a job. So more and more people thinking about how can I be self-employed? Mm. How can I make money? How, how do I at least earn something or something I can do? So that's, that's something that I... I realize has become more and more important. The way I see it is that people tend to also undermine themselves. They're good at something, but maybe it is at the skill that they, I mean, something that they're interested in teaching or learning, it's still at a beginner level. That's why we are also trying to target our workshops, not only for people who just want to try, but also to develop themselves further than just a beginner, like a beginner level. Mm-hmm. We want to help them. We want them to know that you don't have to attend formal education program. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars to like maybe get at least a diploma or degree to prove yourself you're capable of doing something. So just take a class, take a workshop, meet this other skilled person who can probably mentor you one day. And then perhaps people who you meet um, as students of the same workshop Mm. are your potential partners or collaborators. This is the way to go for people to not be so highly dependent on the government or the private sector to provide jobs for them. I think now it's about time for them to also rise and just... Create a job. Create a job that perhaps it's much better than just waiting for some offer. And you can create a job that you actually enjoy. It also helps with the economy of Brunei. So has their life or state of their business improved ever since? So there are two types of skilled instructors that we have. One is people who are actually independent artists. So once they have actually started teaching with Bench Lab, they gain a few things. First is the, the brain exposure. People get to know them better uh, because our goal is not just to sell the skills, but also to sell the instructor. So their brand exposure has substantially improved. And the second thing is that they gain more confidence. Teaching is not something that comes naturally. It's through experience. Having said that, we also realise that it's only with experience these people actually become better. For us, our... Policies that we would not discriminate people to say that, oh, you've never teach. We we give opportunity, Mm -hmm. given that the person has some level of confidence. It doesn't have to be a super experienced instructor, but as long as there is confidence and some substantial level of knowledge and um, expertise in this field, we're happy. We're happy to hear reviews from people that they have gained confidence as well. Third, they also come up with collaborations. I understand from one of the workshops that we had, It was a Tudong designing workshop, um, basically hijab designing workshop. After the class, the student... His student was actually also an artist, watercolour artist. What happened was that collaboration happened, magic happens, and that's exactly what I wanted. So after that workshop, they actually came up with their own product. That's really nice. I think at the end of it all, when you created yes, like it it's full of heart. If you compare women entrepreneurs with male entrepreneurs, male entrepreneurs is focused on getting the product right and getting it out in the market. But women entrepreneurs are focused on changing the world, making things better. And then at the same time, trying to see how they can make this business part of their reality. So business owners who are female tend to point their business in that direction. And you have done the same as well. Do you, do you think that? I mean, I don't know if I represent the entire woman community. But I, I really think there's a lot of feelings in this. There's a, I put a lot of emotions into it. Although they say, run a business, you would have to be logical, not emotional. Um, but I think that's... <laughs> In some ways, it's not quite true. Had my emotions not been there, I wouldn't want to fight for the people who need jobs, who need side incomes on weekends, who need to learn something without costing them like thousands of dollars, who just need to upgrade their CV or something, you know? Emotions were there to actually help me fight on and have sleepless nights and be okay with it still the next day. So you mentioned earlier that it wasn't an accepted idea when you first started. So Mm -hmm. how did you break that mindset and shift the mindset of reniance to accept this? We understand um, from our first few workshops that the people who understand this best are young people who have especially traveled abroad or studied abroad. So they were exposed to this idea way before. We did an interview on radio. We accepted the offer from a local radio station and it was basically just explaining what Bench Lab was about. We had an advertisement, like commercial after that. And then we had a lot of questions. They were like, what do you do? The questions that I never received while I was in the boot camp because everyone seems to get it except for the first time when people thought it was a car workshop when I said workshop mm-hmm. I had to like twist and like, okay, it's actually like a class mm-hmm. what you have people learning new skill in an environment that is not classroom, not formal So yeah, we had to deal with this like really basic questions and I, I, I don't blame them for not understanding this whole concept of skill sharing Second, of course, we also had our social media. That's our most powerful tool to explain what we actually are. We've had vi- we will have videos, and we will have pictures. And now, we integrate Brunei Malay into our ads, mm. especially on Instagram stories, because we want to make it very personal to the locals. Mm. Of course, we still, our main language of doing the business still in English, but we still want them to feel included. Mm -hmm. This is not something only for the educated or like the English-speaking community of Brunei. This is for everyone. In fact, our instructors, not all of them are able to speak, you know, like fluent English. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it. I I think the reason that this works is because um, recommendation from instructors, recommendation from students who have experience how Benchlab runs its workshops. Through word of mouth, I, I think that's how we eventually got more people to understand and I'm, I'm really grateful. I've never imagined to have such substantial number of followers now who actually know and have heard of Benchlab. Is it 100% organic right now? We do spend money on ads since day one i i I wasn't familiar with the whole instagram or facebook marketing first time it was pretty much purely print posters i'm heavy on creative side of things i invested maybe too much i designed this whole poster like okay this has to be Different from every other poster in Brunei, it has to be bright, hence it was orange, Mm -hmm. Um, and it has to be minimal. And I had I had this whole concept in my head, and my partner was like, "Okay, whatever, you're the creative one." I and I told him we have to print it in high quality. Like why? Like because we have to show that we are able to produce a certain quality. Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't the best move, but. (laughs) Yeah, it was a waste of money. (laughs) In fact, what works better was actually social media and word of mouth. That's truly from our experience. And I'm sure some of your instructors also come from social media as well. Mm. So in that aspect, what is the percentage of you spending on uh, paid ads Mm. versus the students coming only from word of mouth, which is on social media? I dare to say that it's mostly through ads. Based on the conversations I've had from the students when I just pop up into the workshops, they would be like, oh, I heard from you guys from Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's Mostly Instagram. We try to link um, to Facebook. We do, but nobody seems to say, I found you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea why. Maybe the people who found us on Facebook were not the kind of people that was looking for us. If there is one thing that you wish someone would have told you about running a business. What would it be? I wish someone would have just told me that you can't solve everything. So it has to be a focused one. The stickier you are with your objectives, the clearer you are. I guess the more content you will feel, to understand, to actually accept that you're not everyone's cup of tea. It's a really good business, and I really hope and wish that Bench Lab will go far. Thank you much. That's, <laughs> that's a goal. So, what when, when is your future plans for Bench Lab? We really want to be online. We've really we've realized that in this digital era, I, I can't just make Bench Lab a one on one thing. Mm-hmm. Although I believe in it so much because in Brunei, That is the best way to do it now. Me being me, I have a soft spot for culture and not just denying culture. I feel that every country has a unique way of telling their story through culture. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can be totally immersed in one's culture, in a country's culture, is to actually try to learn pick up a new skill from that culture so yeah that's something that I hope BenchLab will grow into so the best way to reach out to BenchLab is via our website www.benchlab.co and we're always active on social media so we're on Instagram at benchlab.co thank you so much Juan, for making your time here uh, mm-hmm. I know it wasn't an, an easy journey <laughs> to be here today I'm sure I it's really okay, appreciate it very much. so keep learning and keep believing in yourself because the world needs an inspiration just like you. And I'll see you in the next episode.